Hello, beautiful souls. So, you all probably have heard the news about Candy Burris leaving Real Housewives of Atlanta. So, let me be clear before we get started. Um, please follow me whatever listening platform you're on if it's youtube please type replay in the comment section and um share this video this is going to be very insightful uh it's an aha moment i have so share this video or the audio out to at least two of your friends all right and subscribe to the youtube channel as well so here we are going to talk about candy burris so for those who do not know, she is, everyone knows Candy. I don't need to get into it. The point is, is that Candy made an announcement that she is leaving the Real Housewives of Atlanta. So for those who do not know, she's been with the franchise for 14 years. So this this uh, recording isn't about Team Candy or not Team Candy. It was just some of the words that she said that really stood out to me. So some of the talking points when she was being interviewed was that she was waiting on Bravo to make a decision because they were revamping the show. Everyone knows Candy is multi-faceted with her talent. So she's always going to have something in the barrel waiting. But her and her castmates were in this limbo waiting to see what Bravo was going to do if they if their contracts were going to be renewed. <clears throat> Excuse me. So she decided to leave the show. So everyone is shocked and surprised, including myself. But that's not why I'm making the video. When Candy said that the, the interviewer said to her, you've been a staple. You've always been on the show. And Candy agreed. And she said in that limbo time, she had a lot of time to think and process. And then she said that she thought about it. And she said that she was on the show because she's just been used to doing it. That is why I'm making this video, this uh, recording, because that was my light bulb moment. That was my aha moment on staying in relationships or in her case, the show, just because she's used to doing it. That resonated so much with me because I look at myself in some relationships that I've been in. And we're going to talk about different relationships and how it looks staying in it and why we stay in or some reasons why we stay in it. But she left on her own terms. It's another aha moment I have. Can you imagine the power you feel? The empowerment, the dignity that you can walk away from a relationship because it no longer served you. Compounded. Now she didn't leave on bad terms. But it, even more to the point that she left on good terms. Because Bravo Andy said the door is always open. She can always come back. 
But can you imagine when it's a toxic relationship and you leave on your own terms and you realize that you're just in this relationship because you're just used to being in it? That blew my mind. And I also had to have grace listening to it because I was thinking about my experiences and how I should have left certain relationships, whether it was no contact or soft contact. And I stayed in the relationship because I was just used to it. It became routine. And I'm not just talking about romantic relationships. I'm also talking about professional relationships. You all talk to me and let me know what what are your thoughts on that? Have you felt like you've ever stayed in a relationship longer than you should have? And how did it make you feel when you realized that it no longer served you, but you just stayed just because you've always done it? Just know that leaving a relationship on your own terms, it can be so complex and such a high emotional process that um, no matter what type of relationship it is. So we're going to talk about some uh, some ideas that in different ways that women, why we may experience staying in relationships that are beyond their expiration date. Think about it. If you drink milk, (laughs) are you going to drink it when it's past its due date? I remember it wasn't milk. I don't drink milk. I remember years ago I was drinking some of this protein muscle mat something. I don't remember, but it was a protein shake. I saw the expiration date on it. I had worked out and I was desperate to get some protein quickly in my body because I didn't want to be sore because of the workout that I put in. I looked at that expiration date. My gut instinct was was to throw it away. But no, I opened it up and I took a big guzzle of it. One, because I was thirsty. And two, I was happy that I was getting some protein in my body. And when I drank it, while it was going in my mouth, it felt like I was swallowing cottage cheese. The protein shake had curdled. See, I had the warning sign. I had two warning signs. One was my gut instinct. And two, I read the shit right on the damn bottle. (laughs) But I still drank it. So there you go. I don't want to say consequences, but that was the consequence of ignoring. I had cottage cheese curdled protein shake as opposed to just a smooth shake. So let's talk about. um, Let's talk about. Work relationships. And then we'll work our way down. We're going to talk about work relationships friendships and then the the doozy the romantic relationships but in some ways they all coincide with each other and after we talk about that 
we will talk about how leaving on your own terms can be transformative in in a very positive experience, okay? So let's talk about the work relationships and why we tend to stay in these relationships. These are just some reasons. Um, I'm sure I'm missing some things, some talking points, but you all let me know in the chat. We tend to stay in some work relationships because we're fearful of the professional consequences. Triggered, very triggering for me. Um, Sometimes we stay in these relationships at work because we are scared of starting over. Maybe we just don't want to start over. Going back to what Candy said, she just stayed on the show because it's what she's always done. Mm. So can you imagine doing that, that meaning staying in a work relationship, even if it's toxic and that we let our fear trump our self growth and development? Mm. Talk to me. Does that sound familiar? Sometimes we stay in work relationships longer than we should because we have loyal, we have loyalty, whether if it's to the company, the mission, or the team dynamics. And we do not explore the balance between loyalty and someone's personal well-being. That sounds like overworking. Actually, no, it sounds like blind loyalty at times. And we stay in these relationships because we have extremely weak boundaries. And we don't prioritize our own mental health. I remember when I, this was a long time ago. It was probably over 20 years ago. And I remember I was in a very toxic work relationship. It was horrible. I stayed in it because I did not think I could do anything differently than what I was doing. I was stressed. I had heart palpitations. And I remember my hair was shedding, but I ignored it. There goes that intuition. I just ignored it. I felt like something was wrong, but I just put it in the back backseat and someone asked me a question and this is when I had permed hair or relaxed hair at the time someone asked me a question and I shook my head no and all I saw was my hair on the countertop and it wasn't a few strands it was enough hair that I had to take my hand to sweep it into the trash I had loyalty to this toxic work environment. And that wasn't the only toxic environment. That ended up becoming a pattern of mine. Some of us stay in toxic work relationships because we'd rather think of the career advancement versus our personal happiness. And we don't think about the trade-offs between a career advancement or our own happiness. And I believe sometimes as women, we need to learn how to align our career goals with our overall life satisfaction, our own personal happiness. 
All right, so let's talk about staying in friendships longer. <laughs> longer than we're supposed to. And we we see it. Uh, I always have the habit of saying, think about why, if you're in a friendship, are you in that friendship? Is it because of the quantity of years or the quality of years? Can you imagine all the emotional weight just because you have shared history but the friendship never grew for whatever reason mm, that's heavy that's very uh, very heavy and we don't have these open communications about it at all um, I, I never saw that growing up meaning let's keep it real I never saw my parents have friends so I never knew how to navigate that I just learned as I went along and just it was it was like building the plane while it was still in the air okay sometimes we stay in friendships because we're fear of being judged whether if it comes from family who also may have uh taking a liking to your friend or maybe from mutual friends or acquaintances so we stay in that friendship because it's just easier and once again we do not prioritize our own well-being we don't prioritize our mental health because we are led by fear even if there's unhealthy dynamics between the friendship but then again, we we don't recognize or we ignore the signs of toxic friendships and the impact that it can have. And then you think about it. If you're still in that friend group, where is the support? If you all have mutual friends, you probably do have it. You don't, you know, you, you never know. But sometimes when we're led by the fear we just don't touch it. Okay. We're working down because it's going to get a lot uncomfortable. So here we go. Let's talk about... No, 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 no. I'm going to go to the relationship, the romantic relationships. And I'm going to save the last one. That's the doozy. So let's talk about romantic relationships and why we stay in the romantic relationships longer than we should. Again, that four-letter word, that four-letter F word comes up again, the fear. Sometimes we stay in these romantic relationships because of the fear of loneliness. And we do not explore why we look at it as loneliness, as opposed, as opposed to being alone. Um, we don't sometimes we have these relationships because we're we're codependent especially if you have an anxious attachment you're so codependent thinking about being interdependent is just a, it's not even an afterthought I never thought about it like that ever but the reality is that I was scared to be alone. 
Uh, that's a tough one. But it's all about being transparent. So I wanted to share that. Um, sometimes we never learn to develop a strong support system outside of the relationship. You just think about it just being so male-centered that everything is like, my man, my man, my man, my man. And it's so centered on them. And then we lose ourselves. And then you think about it. When a relationship is over, we feel like we've just lost ourselves. And we do not know who we are. Am I the only person? I know I'm not. But let me know. So sometimes we stay in these romantic relationships because of guilt or obligation. Oof. Sometimes we set these unrealistic expectations that we place on our on our own self. That guilt and the shame that comes with it. But if you, if one pours so much that they cannot see anything outside of my man, my man, my man, they probably would feel guilty. They probably would feel guilty. And not looking at themselves as number one. So that piggybacks on the identity and the self-worth. And sometimes we don't discover our identity outside of the relationship. So then we don't we don't have any self-worth outside of the relationship. Then who are we? Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so uh, we would have to do some self-reflection and understand personal, when I say personal values, meaning what are our core values? Something that we stand on. (laughs) Well, no, no, what is it called? Standing on business. Okay, sometimes we do not, uh, we stay in relationships longer. Now, I'm not judging on this. It's just a talking point. But sometimes it's the financial dependency. Sometimes we have to stay. I'm not going to speak much on that because I have not been in that situation. So I can't speak on a personal level. Oh, well, I, I can speak on what I've seen in my family and I feel like some have stayed because of that and they lost their their power in their own control just because of the financial situation and sometimes um, the resources aren't there so I'm gonna put a pin in that and I'm gonna I really want to lean on to you all to let me know some of the strategies you may have or not have being in a relationship longer because of the financial aspect of it. I want to learn from it as well. So yeah, talk to me in the comment section. All right, this is the last talking point. I left this for last because this is a heavy talking point and I'm going to loop in. Well, no, let me leave that alone. Yeah, so I'm going to talk about how we stay in family relationships longer than we should. I said it, family. 
anyone who's listened to me long enough knows just because, and I say this all the time, just because you're related does not make you family. Just because you share the same DNA does not make you family. It makes you relatives. Period. On my Patreon, where I can really dig deep, I'm going to give you some examples of what's been, what has happened and how my family dynamics. um, Yeah, the family dynamics that I've had and it caused me to stay in certain familiar relationships way past their expiration date. And when I say way past, I'm talking about that curdling milk, drinking curdling milk past that. That's what I'm talking about. I believe a lot of it has to do with our culture, especially in the black culture. There's such high standards on the elders. They can do no wrong. Um, You can't say anything. You know, that's your grandmother. That's your aunt. That's your uncle. That's your mother, father, cousin, nephew, niece, whoever. You fill in the blank. Family's everything. Family over... Family versus everyone. I don't subscribe to that. And then I believe sometimes the societal expectations make us do that. I get that because I've been that person. And we do not, we don't, we don't, um, we don't explore any other expectations other than what has been passed down to us. And sometimes that makes us pressure, it pressures us to stay in toxic relationships, even if it's family. We don't talk about it. There's no, um, no open dialogue. And we may have core values on how we expect friends, romantic relationships or work. But then when it's family, all those boundaries go out the window or all the core values. It's, it's like almost it it cancels itself out because it's family. Sometimes guilt makes us stay. Almost like a breaking a, a family tie just because of their expectations. Or it's the family duty to make things look good the appearance I call it the Instagram families (laughs) that shit is wild and I'm laughing because if Instagram was out when I was younger I know I would totally have an Instagram family how it would look with me as a child and just how it looked oh my god uh, it's, just, it's wild to me because you just never know people want to leave their relationships and their family and they just don't they don't because it just breaks the family tie I get it because I would have been that person and have been that person we don't practice healthy boundaries so of course we're going to stay why not I'm not saying it's right but there we go sometimes emotional manipulation now that's where it comes in when I hear people say or it's been said to me 
that's family. You only have one, you fill in the blank. Mother, daughter, uncle, niece, cousin, nephew, granddaughter, you name it. You 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 fill in the blank. And we let that emotional manipulation continue to stay in the family dynamics because we never had any tools. We never had any autonomy to think on our own. We just go like sheep. There's no support against any kind of strong emotional manipulation. That's why it's good to have your core values and do not let it alter no matter if it's family. Excuse me. No matter if you share the same DNA. Sometimes leaving these relationships, it, it, it can be a lot. But at what point do you live for someone else or do you live for yourself? Your own happiness. Your own self-discovery. Your own healthy boundaries. Your own empowerment your own resource, your own support, your own safe space. All this is crucial in navigating these transitions. So let's talk about the positive aspect of leaving a relationship on your own terms or if it's just time, when you know it's time. And these are just some of the characteristics. So It can definitely be a positive experience and definitely some benefits. So let's process a couple of them. You can learn self-discovery or rediscovering your identity. And this will give you an opportunity to reconnect with your individual identity as if you're splitting, splitting Think about that codependent relationship I talked about. Think about the toxic work environment. You split from those relationships. You'll gain more interest on what you like to do. Uh, Even your passions outside of the context of the relationship. You'll also add some personal growth. And um, how do I say this? (laughs) separation when it's time and you're by yourself you're trying to figure everything out who am I Um, why did I stay okay well I stayed for this reason this is if you're honest with yourself you know what not to do next time or if it does happen you know how to course correct but all of that that is a safe space for personal growth It's a safe space for self-reflection and the development of a deeper understanding of your own value slash core value and any aspirations you may have. Another benefit is empowerment and how you can take control, especially with women. Um, We like to be in charge of everything, yet we let our own self fall by the wayside. So it's, it's, it's a way of taking back control of your life and that you can make decisions that prioritize your well-being and then you can foster a sense of agency, like your own self. 
You can build confidence while doing this and navigating the challenges on leaving a toxic relationship. And maybe even if it wasn't toxic, maybe it was just time to go. Like Candy, when she left, she didn't leave the franchise Bravo was not toxic to her now the ladies on the cast were but that's another conversation but the overall big picture it she did not leave in a toxic relationship but that goes to show that it doesn't have to be toxic you can still leave when you know it's time to go when you do that you also can create healthy boundaries I'm currently learning about boundaries and just the different aspects of it and I had to first realize that when I didn't have boundaries so now I know what they look like and I'm still learning it so um it's all about setting personal limits I know when I'm in the process now of learning about boundaries and it just gave me an opportunity to establish and reinforce healthy boundaries in my future relationships. Remember I talked about that course correct and that I can ensure my emotional and mental, even physical well-being as well. And of course, learning to say no. It can encourage the, encourage the practice of saying no. And that's whether it's toxic or non-toxic relationships or behaviors, situations, all of it. Uh, I once heard this. I wish I could remember her name. It's an influencer on social media. And she talked about off the topic she talked about growing her social media business and how she knew she was too busy caught up on the likes and how many clicks she was getting and she ended it by saying she grew in her business because at the point in her business she didn't do it for the likes she did it for the liberation Oh my God, I about ran around my room when she said that because we we do the same thing in these relationships. If you just take out the social media aspect and the clicking the like button, it's no different than wanting family members, employers, friends to click that like button on us. That goes back to that people pleasing. So I'm thinking now of the emotional liberation So do it for the emotional liberation and not for the toxic likes. Does that make sense? It can allow us to have healing when we step away from those draining ass relationships, but it can also create a safe space for emotional well-being. Can you think about the freedom, the freedom of negativity that comes with the liberation? Oh my God, just from walking away from a person, job, relationship that no longer serves you. So I'm going to share a story about one of my closest friends. Um, I won't say her name, um, 
yeah, I'm not going to say her name, but I will share a bit of the story. She, she was in a toxic relationship with an in-law. Okay. And it went on for decades. This sister had the light bulb moment that she doesn't have to take that shit anymore at all. She did it. She stayed in a relationship because everything I mentioned earlier, whether it was guilt, shame, um, cultural, societal differences, she stayed. And then one day it just clicked. She's like, I don't have to do this shit anymore. And now when we talk about it, you can hear the strength in her voice. And she really doesn't care. And when I say doesn't care, meaning she doesn't care what anybody else says because she's had a taste of what healthy emotional well-being is. She's learning boundaries. She's a super, super power ranger. I hope she's listening to this. (laughs) She's a power ranger. She really is because she's found her strength. She's found her voice. She walked away from a relationship that no longer served her. And she did it because she wanted to do it. Despite being told otherwise. I'm going to wrap this up with some of the physical benefits of walking away from a relationship that no longer serves you. And of course, the improved mental health benefits as well. These are just a few I'm going to mention. Uh, Reduce stress. You could be like me. My hair wasn't falling out anymore. And I left that job. (laughs) And I left on my own terms. May not have been as graceful as candies, but I did it. But yeah, you'll have some reduced stress. Just know that leaving um, relationships that no longer serve you can significantly reduce stress levels that contribute to improve uh, mental and physical health. You'll have an uh, like upgrade on your well-being. Uh, focusing on your personal well-being can contribute to an overall improvement in mental, emotional, and physical health. So I'm going to end this by saying that leaving relationships on your own terms, girl, you are, that's a true superwoman right there. Because you're taking control of your own life, okay? Sis, you are courageous. You are a transformative energy. Um, I really hope that this journey, if you choose to take it on, that it can lead to a more empowered and fulfilling life. Um, embracing the positive aspects of yourself, your new self-discovery and your empowerment can overall be a game changer. Let me know in the comments what you all think. Um, Talk to me. Let me know. um, Do you have a game plan? Do you plan on staying stagnant? There there are always choices. Uh, Let me know um, or even share how you left a a relationship that no longer served you how how did you do it were you like candy um 
did you do it guilt free? Were, did you feel guilty, but you still did it? I don't know. There's so many questions, but I want you to just share your experience. Remember, we're a tribe, so we're learning from each other. All right. Um, that's all I got. I'll talk to you all later. I love you all.